everyone this is Ashley with what's up under that so I wanted to talk to you guys about a past podcast that I released called um Destiny's Child with Krishan and Blueface so I'm not as you guys can see just from like episodes I'm generally not one of those type of people that keeps up with celebrity drama or trends or you know different things like that but you guys know, like I spoke about how when I watched the podcast with her, B. Simone, and the other girl who's on the podcast, I can never remember her name, how I saw this bright white aura around Krishan. And I feel like every, all of this was for a reason. The baby was for a reason, how everything had to play out and just... Realizing a lot of people's destinies do not look alike. And that's the biggest thing I feel like people have a tendency to forget. Everyone's destiny does not look the same. How people are going to reach the point of their purpose is not going to look the same. And it kind of made me think of... um it made me think of a post I saw on Twitter because I got to the point I got so sick and tired of seeing their names on my Twitter feed that I had to block it out. So anytime that name was mentioned, I didn't see it. But there was one thing that came across my feed. It was a video of her. and She was just like, she's tired of being pregnant and, you know, all these things. And everybody was like, see, see, y'all steady saying but like I was saying, y'all, people are just steady saying, oh, see, see, um, I knew she didn't want to be pregnant. Y'all kept saying this baby was going to change things, and it wasn't, and it wasn't. And it's like, y'all motherfuckers don't even understand how pregnancy works. Like, and this was something that I recently learned a few years ago, mind you. My son is, is getting ready to be seven soon. um, And... Like for me, my intuition, but my intuition kicked in due to various things, various catalysts in my life. So my intuition was even starting to peak before I even became a mother. It just heightened when I became a mother to the point that I knew my son's personality. I knew what he did and didn't like. Um, like everything, as I've explained, probably explained in previous episodes, I don't know, I got so many episodes that I got to load up, but they're probably all loaded by the point that you guys hear this. But just even within, like when my son was first born, um, it was just certain things that weren't clicking. And I think this is when I really realized doctors and all that shit couldn't be trusted. Cause the first thing was, um, Damn, what was it? Vaccination. Um, He had got the happy and vitamin K shot. After that, this was before I knew of like my spirit, my soul, my anything. All I heard was this voice say, very clearly at that, I heard this voice say, if you keep getting him vaccinated, you are not going to be able to come back from it. And I didn't know what that meant, but I'm like, I don't know what that was or who said that shit, but I'm not doing it anymore. And they were like, okay, are we going to do X, Y, and Z vaccines? I said, no, that's all we're going to do for right now. And even too, you know, like with the vitamin K shot, like maybe about a year or two after my son was born and I started putting the pieces of the puzzle together and shit, 
I'm realizing like, wait a minute, the vitamin K shot, vitamin K, liver, liver, jaundice, jaundice levels were normal when he was born. As soon as he got that shot, he his levels tanked. And when I started really doing research, you know, based off of all of that, I was like, what the fuck? So y'all are out here giving people these babies, these vitamin K shots It's making them go jaundiced. And it's like, even with that, my son being jaundiced almost ruined my breastfeeding journey before this shit even had a chance to fucking start. They were like, oh, bread. And this was the second lie they told. Oh, breast milk can't remove uh, Billy Rubin. Only, only um, formula can. I'm like, that sounds dumb as fuck. Formula is artificial. Why the fuck wouldn't breast milk be able to do that? But it's like, at the end of the day, neither of them were. Like, they had him under a Billy Rubin light and that wasn't enough. So, you know, of course... Um, I think this was like around graduation and prom and all that stuff. I'm talking to one of my other cousins and I told her what the hospital she said. And she said, Ashley, sit that baby in some sun. She said, said being in the sun will help his body to metabolize all that excess bilirubin. And of course, naturally, because when you get sunlight, it metabolizes whatever's in the blood filters through the liver. So all that shit's going to come out through the poop any goddamn way. But just like, even with all that stuff, that was, that was intuition. And even like with my breastfeeding journey, um, my son had a lip and a tongue tie when he was born. Like I breastfed in pain for nine months straight until I got to the point I'm like, these doctors are not listening to me. Like I had to force them to allow me to get an evaluation, but just even when I would talk to so many mothers, so many mothers within their vaccine journey, within their breastfeeding journey, did not make it that far because that mother's intuition or just their intuition overall did not fully kick in. That doesn't mean that you're less of a mother. That just means there's things that you still got to put the pieces of the puzzle together. There's things that you still have to learn. So for people to be saying, oh, that baby hasn't changed the thing. She's just saying shit that most women don't want to fucking say for that very reason. And even myself. And it's like, I feel like mothers should not have to always say, I love my child. But and I feel like the only reason people say I love my child, but is because if you don't put you love your child in front of something that's in front of something that's taboo to say, people are going to think that you are a horrible mother. And I've said plenty of times to my friends, there are some days I hate motherhood. I don't hate being a mother. I hate all the shit that it comes with. All the things that I did not expect. The fact that I didn't like, like, like the fact that I didn't expect to have to do all this healing while being a mom. The fact that I absolutely hated school. I did not realize how much elementary and middle and high school was a trauma for me until my son started school again. And I was reliving my trauma all over again. But it was almost like this was my opportunity for a do-over. And not on some like, oh, I was a failed in a failed basketball player and I'm trying to get my son into the NBA type shit. No. This was my chance for my inner child to redeem herself. 
the help that I needed, because both my son and I have autism and ADHD, the help that I needed, the advocacy that I needed, the things that I needed within my diet with me having, you know, with me having asthma and me having multiple food allergies that I did not even fucking know about. This was my chance to take that stand. This has been my opportunity to heal my inner child. And everybody has a purpose, but not everybody has, and that's not everybody has a destiny. Every single one of us has a purpose on this earth. Even if it's just for, if, even if it's as simple as you wake up every Wednesday and you make coffee at the home throughout the week, but you treat yourself to coffee once a week on Wednesdays. And the fact of the baristas knowing your energy and your glow is going to make their day. They look forward to that. Your energy is what gets them through their work week. But there are people that are like, that have destinies that have to follow that. There are some people that have general destinies and some people that have free will destinies. That's something that I learned from an astrologist on Twitter. And I didn't get that until I started putting the pieces of the puzzle for myself together. And I feel like Krishan has a free will destiny. There's a lot of things that she's been able to do. But like I said, I mean, I stand 10 tones down on the fact that I feel like God brought her this baby for a reason. And even for me, how people like everything she's doing now, granted, I wasn't drinking and smoking and partying and doing all that shit before my son came. But I was in an abusive relationship. Like, I was literally self-sabotaging my whole goddamn life. I had my own crib. Lost that shit. Like, I I moved to a whole new state. Had to give my car up. Moved back to that state. Didn't have a car. But I had an apartment, though. But I was in a dysfunctional-ass relationship. And it wasn't until the person that I was with went to put his hands on me with my child in my arms. And I said, enough is enough. I'm not doing this shit no more. So it's like, y'all can't really sit here and judge Krishan and how she's moving and how she's doing things. Look at her fucking background. You don't just magically heal before you have a goddamn kid. If that's the case, do half of y'all really think y'all would really be contemplating being in therapy right now? Like, be so fucking for real. Like, please. Being having a baby does not change you overnight. I'm seven years into this mother shit and I'm still healing. I'm still fucking healing. Still healing. Healing is not an overnight thing. The first thing is awareness. The first moment and even pre-child, the first thing that I ever did that was really me me stepping into this healing spiritual journey whatever the fuck you want to call it was when I moved back to I moved back to um my hometown and I seen all my cousins and stuff that I hadn't seen from when I had first moved and I was like why do all of them have butts and breasts and hips at such this early age like I'm the only one that's really questioning this shit. And this was in 2013. So I started doing research, mind y'all. I was like, wait. 
17, 18. I had like had just turned 18 or something like that. I can't even I can't even remember. Had just turned 18. And I'm asking these questions. This is when vegan and all that shit wasn't even really out there heavy like that or just people questioning shit. And that's when I was like, they putting something in this food. I told my mama that when we were talking during that time. I said, Ma, they putting something, they're putting something in this food. And that was like the first time that I really woke up. Like, of course, granted, I was still eating the food, but it was like that wake up call. Like, why the fuck do all y'all are all y'all so developed and y'all not even fully into y'all preteens? Like, that shit's not fucking normal. Like, of course, we have genetics, but like, come on now. So it's just kind of like everybody's journey starts differently. Everybody heals differently. And that's when I really like when I really took it like here recently, when I've really taken that step back and observed people like even with my mom, healing is not linear. You're going to go up. You're going to go down. You're going to go up three more times and you're going to go down six more times and you're going to come back up. It's an up and down, up and down, up and down type of situation. And even when I started to really look at things as far as like my mother goes and I'd be like, oh, she's not doing this and doing that. And my spirit had to check me. And she was just like, just because what you feel she's supposed to be doing does not look like it in your eyes doesn't mean she's not doing it. Just like how they say my mother is what made me realize there is no such thing as falling away from the church, because while that sense of community is there, I definitely do agree that sense of community is needed. Your relationship with God is not based upon a building that you sit in for two to three to four hours long. Your relationship with God is how you heal your thought process, how you treat yourself, how you treat other people, how you treat your temple and all those things. Your relationship with God starts within it does not start in a church so that whole thing of people falling from the church I don't believe that shit because I witnessed my mother do that and I feel like too I've never really dove into my mother's chart but Caesar Sagittarius Sagittarius as I've spoken in previous episodes is the zodiac sign of higher learning And um, I just feel compelled to add this. And then Gemini is like lower learning, like at elementary school, I think middle school and all that other stuff. So it's just crazy how the things that my mom has taught me before spirituality was even quote unquote cool. And the way that my son is helping me heal with schooling, even to the point of the impact that I'm making within his schooling talking to his teachers about things that need to change within this school system when it comes to people that are neurodivergent because the public school system is in no way, shape, or form set up for neurodivergent children. Like, you know, they have programs, they have little things, but it's more than just, oh, I need my test read out loud to me or, oh, I need this and I need that. There's so many things that are involved in it testing that it is that needs to be done. I personally feel like we need to go beyond having school counselors. We need to have a therapist 
multiple therapists that are in the schools. Like what? Something's got to give. Something something has got to change. Because me having a child has really helped me realize what that means when they say kids are these kids of the future. Like whenever I look at my son, I see how he treats people. I see how loving and how caring he is. And I'm like, my son could be the next big thing. He could be the next well-known root worker. He could be the next well-known shaman. He could be the next Michael Jordan, but spiritual. Like all of our children have a destiny or a purpose. And making sure that they have the right resources so that they can flourish in the way that they need to is crucial. And I don't feel like it's it's just practical resources. I feel like spiritual resources too. Cause my um my son, um, I've done Reiki on him plenty of times. I've included him in Reiki. It's a ritual I did in, in specific called the Crown Up ritual. It helps with um memory. It helps with like those that deal with speech impediments, those that deal with cognitive disabilities and neuro neurological disorders and things of that nature. Before I had included my son in that Reiki, he was not writing his name. He was not drawing. Like there was certain things that he just wasn't retaining. And I kid y'all not, um, maybe 15 minutes into the ritual, the candles hadn't even fully burned yet. My son hurried up and grabbed the notebook and started writing like there was a barrier that had been broken and he was finally able to do all those things. And now he's 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 drawing, he's coloring, he knows how to spell and write his own name. He knows how to count to he knows how to count to 100 and of course, even with spiritual work, it still goes without saying faith without works is dead. But it wasn't just faith. I had faith that the work I was doing would work. I had to move past my own healing from within my own childhood to fight for him to have the experience that he is having in school right now because I realized y'all are not doing enough y'all are doing the bare minimum and I had to stand up and I had to speak up for my child and that was also my inner child's way of saying we got to do shit differently but all of these changes that I've done all these things that I've I've even my business like I've told y'all how my business has started all this has started because of me having a child and I feel like people need to give Krishan enough more credit. Because even, too, that's something that I heard earlier. Like, y'all, a lot of people, I'm not going to say y'all because I don't like when people, I don't like for people to feel grouped. But there's a lot of people that are not realizing she was an alcoholic. Do y'all know amongst healing from your past? Dealing with an abusive relationship that she's probably waking up to and realizing how serious this shit is. Being an alcoholic and not being able to like really smoke or drink or do any of the things she's doing. She's purging and detoxing on a soul level while bringing a soul 
earth side. I don't think y'all realize how heavy that shit is. Like a lot of y'all, a lot of a lot of people can't even fathom having to fast. A lot of people can't even fathom if say like how Ramadan is with food and water, like how Lent is, you only have to give one thing up. But from what I've seen, like with Ramadan, because uh, when the people were doing the EID videos, I think it's called, excuse me if I'm saying it wrong, because um, I did research on that. And everybody was doing like the start of it and then the end. And I'm like, what are they doing? What's going on? So I'm like, instead of commenting, I'm like, let me just do research so I can have a better understanding. And it's pretty much feast day when you can finally indulge in the things that you had to give up for 30 days. And I'm like looking at the difference in videos. I'm like, oh, I said, oh, she's got her lashes back. She's got her makeup done. She's got her henna tattoos. She's got her acrylic nails and all that stuff. Things that you have to, you know, essentially give up. And I'm just like, people are sitting here judging Krishan. And I'm like, if somebody told y'all that y'all couldn't have sweets, bread, dairy any of that shit for 30 days y'all would lose y'all goddamn mind y'all would see just how much you're addicted to these things and me myself personally now I feel comfortable speaking on it I participated in Ramadan and when I tell y'all that was the most heavy that was the most difficult shit I ever did in my goddamn life literally the most difficult shit that I've ever done but it gave me a sense of clarity it gave me healing in places that I didn't know still I needed to go back to and review. Ramadan made me realize the love that I was consuming. Love that was consuming me and I was getting nothing in return afterwards. It made me realize the relationships and the company that it is that I was keeping that I was going out of my way to feed and pour into them, but they weren't trying to do the same for me. But they happily did that for other people. Me realizing that as a black girl that I have an eating disorder, which is something in and of itself that's not talked about often. People automatically hear eating disorder and they think anorexic like bulimia and all the other ones. I can't think of the names right now. All the other eating disorders aren't prevalent. It made me realize how avoidant, how avoidant of my emotions I am, like, and how I don't like to deal with them. As much as I think I cry and I release, it made me realize I was not crying enough. Ramadan made me realize that I hadn't, I have been on go mode since 2013. I have been moving since for 10 years straight. And now I was forced to slow down. And really evaluate and look at the things in my life that I was allowing and things I was going through. Things that I was tolerating within my business just for the sake of survival. I was not living. I was quite literally surviving mentally, physically, and emotionally. Ramadan made me realize I didn't have a community because of who I am as a person. I had a sense of community because of the products I created. People tolerated me because I created amazing products. And when I took the product away, the people fell away too. There were so many things in my life that Ramadan made me reevaluate and I'm so grateful for it. Ramadan made me realize 
quality over quantity. I have so many projects that I have released over the course of these last few months. And out of everybody, my one best friend, who you guys are going to be seeing on this podcast very soon, my one best friend, Taylor Talks, was the one that I ran to every single time that I had something exciting to share because I realized it wasn't about calling and telling every single one of my friends and not to discredit my other best friends too, but the relationship and the friendship that we have is something that I have not experienced before. And I know like people be like, Oh, like you are how sometimes people like when, when you say that often and people don't believe you anymore, but she made me realize quality is better than the quantity of people. Of course, you want to have a community of people. Having a community is different. Having people that you can say are your best friends and you would trust them with your life. And if anything ever happened to you, you're, you would leave your children with them. That's a whole different ball game. So I say this to say, be more gentle on people that are experiencing motherhood, even if it hasn't started, because what Krishan is going through is only the beginning. She's still, and y'all got to think her whole life is publicized, all her actions People are literally profiting off of her pain. And all she sees is the money. But I feel like that's just the way that she's depicted because I've I felt her words and I felt her soul in that podcast episode. I'm going to link it in this um, video. I'm going to link it in this podcast. I'm going to also link it in the other one that I'm going to be posting. But. I'm going to just say this because my guy's been telling me to talk less and listen more. So I want y'all to do the same. After y'all listen to this, go back and listen to Destiny's Child, Krishan and Blueface. And after you listen to both of those episodes, listen to the YouTube video that I'm going to link below. And I want y'all, this is a homework assignment I want y'all to do. I want y'all to find one person that you know that's a mother and ask them the God honest, say the God honest truth, honestly, what is something about motherhood that you wish more people would speak on? And I want you to, I want this to be a movement because I want to create a space where mothers can express how they feel without judgment. So I want you guys to ask somebody, find somebody in real life or make this on Twitter because I'm more active on Twitter now. Um, And put those that are mothers. What's one thing that you wish people were more honest about motherhood? And then I want you to use the hashtag what's up under that. And tag me if you feel compelled to. My Twitter name is at Brujas to Blunts. The word Brujas, B as in boy, R-U-J-A-S. The word to, T-O, and then Blunts, B as in boy, L-U-N-T as in Thomas. And make that a post. What's one thing about motherhood that's not spoken on that you wish people talked about more? And then put hashtag what's up under that. Because I want to have this conversation. 
All right. I hope y'all have an amazing day. I hope there was something that y'all took from this episode. I really hope that you guys choose to participate in this because I would really like for everybody to see what is not often talked about with motherhood so that women can start feeling comfortable with being honest about what they go through so that women can start having the community and the help and the resources that they need.